to another episode of ERA Talks. I am Stephanie Tierney, the Membership Director and Podcast Coordinator for ERA. The 2021 ERA Conference will be the 52nd conference planned by over 50 hardworking member volunteers. The conference holds so much history and has changed throughout the years, adding more and more value as the industry evolves. Well, this conference will include even more changes as the conference goes virtual. And we are here today to talk about the virtual platform, what to expect, the takeaways, and to get a peek behind the curtain from the conference leaders. With me today, I'm happy to have Aaron Collins, ERA's event coordinator, along with Craig Anderson, president and owner of Sumer Inc., and this year's conference committee chair, as well as Brian White, VP of Catalyst Unity Solutions, and this year's conference vice chair. I have some questions for you all, so uh, let's get started. I want to first say welcome, of course. And um, Erin, let's uh, turn it over to you. Can you tell me why you pivoted from an in-person conference and the platform you chose? Thanks, Steffi. I appreciate having the opportunity to be on here today. That's a big question that uh, I'm, I'm happy to unpack for our listeners. We had been closely monitoring the pandemic situation from the outset. With so many uncertainties, we were having weekly conversations regarding the status of COVID, especially its effects in Texas and the University of Texas, which owns the AT&T Center where we host the conference. You know, as the days and, and weeks and months progressed and it, it became painfully obvious that the, the status of COVID was not improving, the AT&T Center was closed for almost six months. UT was only reconvening fall classes at limited capacity. Uh, these were all things that we were closely looking at. The AT&T Center eventually did reopen in August, I believe, but the events looked very different. You know, the bar was closed, masks for all attendees, no housekeeping, socially distant seating in conference rooms. And how many of our members would actually be comfortable traveling come February? We ultimately could not, in good conscience, uh, host the in-person conference, potentially putting the health of our members at risk. Their safety and health is paramount. So the decision was made in September to, to pull the plug on the in-person conference. And, and to be sure, this was a very, very difficult decision for us to make. Uh, we are all very disappointed to have had to cancel the in-person event. It's, it's certainly something that our members look forward to all year. And getting back together in person in 2021 was sort of like a light at the end of the tunnel for many. But we could have waited. We, we could have crossed our fingers that the situation you know, resolved itself. Uh, however, rather than waiting, we decided to take action. We started looking at virtual platforms. We started thinking about revising registration fees and sponsor benefits, reformatting the, the conference schedule to make it more virtually friendly. And we had to make the decision when we did so that we could then truly focus our efforts to start marketing the conference as a virtual event and promote all of the benefits of meeting virtually. ERA is, is certainly devoted to continuing to help and support our members during these uncertain times, uh, even if that means delivering the program online. We truly feel that we can still produce a quality conference uh, with timely current educational topics. Uh, as well as robust networking and sponsorship opportunities. 
And that's where the benefits of our virtual platform partner comes into play, which I'm excited to talk about next. That is so great. You know, with the history of ERA changing so much, I'll kind of bring that into my second question. You could bring up the platform a little bit. But this being the 52nd conference, can you tell me a bit about the history of ERA, the conferences, how it's evolved over the years, and how this year we are going to a new platform, a virtual platform? Absolutely. Well, Steph, so I'm only going to speak to the many changes that the conference has undergone in recent years, um, as there have been several. And there are others better than me that can speak about conferences long ago. I know that there are a lot of great stories out there. But the ERA conference has really had quite an evolution over the last five to six years, starting with the big decision to move the conference, usually hosted in the Chicagoland area in October to Austin, Texas in late February. That was a bold move that has certainly paid off as we've seen increased attendance year over year. And the AT&T Center recommended to us by Tom Griffin of Catalyst Community Solutions and chair of the 2016 ERA conference has turned out to be a great home for us and just a really excellent fit for our group. The 2016 conference was also the year that we transitioned from distributing materials via paper to using an app. So ERA certainly embracing technology there. Another significant change was rather than host the conference every 18 months to host it annually, which has been another positive decision. It definitely keeps the momentum going. And now everyone looks forward to getting together and sharing best practices every year. Finally, another noteworthy change has been restructuring of the conference planning committee. Not long ago, it was just a small core group that helped plan the conference, but a brilliant idea was presented from Holly Myers of Genie Group and chair of the 2017 conference. The decision was, let's open it up to more volunteers and create subcommittees that oversee the various components of the conference, which are uh, sponsorships, general sessions, keynote speaker, and breakout sessions. The restructuring has had many positive benefits, including being able to spread the workload. And most importantly, it allows us to get a lot of members involved and contribute their ideas and viewpoints, which really helps us craft conferences with excellent content that attendees find valuable. This is a truly gifted group of dedicated individuals with a passion for the industry and ERA. And we could not do it without them. So I'd like to extend my heartfelt thanks to them. That is so great. Thank you so much, Erin. And I know we have touched on the, the virtual platform a little bit. Can you tell us a little, you know, without giving away any secret recipes here, kind of what, what to expect with the virtual platform? Absolutely. We're really excited, again, to pivot to virtual. We certainly did not take the vetting of, of virtual platforms lightly. I took several weeks to weigh the pros and cons of several different platforms. And in researching platform providers, we were really focusing on finding one that would be easy for our attendees to navigate. Uh, you know, the, the user experience is very important and the ease of navigation will give everyone a more uh, positive user experience. So we want, you know, attendees to be able to easily hit the ground running when they first log in. Uh, we also uh, looked for a platform that provided robust attendee-to-attendee -attendee networking options, both via video and chat. 
a platform where attendees can easily see who else is attending or search for other attendees, you know, either A, to reconnect with an old friend or B, easily make new connections, a site that allows for attendee polling, Q&A and chat during the sessions, a site where attendees can participate in fun and competitive gamification, uh, a site with excellent sponsor branding and acknowledgement opportunities, as well as the option to host exhibit booths. And also, most importantly, a site where we could record and archive the session content for on-demand viewing by the attendees afterwards. So it was certainly a tall order, but luckily we have found a really excellent uh, platform partner called Pathable. From the outset, this platform seemed like the right fit for the ERA conference. It's all customizable, and me and the rest of the ERA team look forward to creating a really engaging virtual environment uh, for our attendees. And just a little preview to help best prepare our attendees, we will be creating a brief video about the benefits of the platform, um, how to navigate it, um, along with an instructional document that will show attendees, you know, how to log in, how to network, how to navigate the virtual booths, and just, you know, tips for optimizing their attendee experience. So everyone be on the lookout for more information that will be rolling out in the next few months about the platform. And it's going to be certainly an excellent way for us to deliver the quality sessions and networking opportunities that the ERA conference has become known for. That is great. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm going to turn this over now to Craig and Brian. Craig, you first. The ERA conference has always had a strong group of volunteers. Can you tell me about the makeup of the committees and the subcommittees? Sure, Stephanie. Just for everybody's uh, information, planning for the uh, 2021 conference actually started within weeks of the close of the 2020 conference uh, this March. We are very fortunate that year after year, many industry leaders volunteered their time to help craft the ERA conferences. This year, we have over 60 volunteers from rep firms manufacturers and distributors working through four committees to create our 2021 conference. As Aaron had mentioned, we have a keynote committee, a general sessions committee, a breakouts committee, and a sponsorships committee. We have many returning volunteers. And one of the things that the ERA has done that I think has really helped is the fact that uh, the conference, as well as many of the committees, are moving a vice chair to a chairman to keep continuity from year to year. And and that's really been a big help. But the conference theme, the speakers, the content created are all the work of these volunteers and each of these committees. As mentioned earlier by Aaron, it became apparent in the early summer that we also needed to plan for the possibility that we may not be able to have an in-person event due to the pandemic. After many discussions, a lot of research and discussions with platform vendors, the decision was made to pivot to a virtual conference when it became clear that this was the only way we could guarantee a 2021 conference. Although we're very disappointed we won't be meeting in person in March, we are very excited about holding this conference virtually with new options and benefits for the participants. That sounds so interesting. Thank you so much, Craig. Uh, Brian, what about you? Can you tell me a little bit about the subcommittee involvement, 
more about the volunteers? Well, Stephanie, we we have over 60 volunteers. And as Craig said, they're all industry leaders. And they do the entire planning of this conference. Whether it's the general sessions, Kevin Brown was chosen by the, the keynote committee. And we have the breakout committee working on the breakouts. Then we have our sponsorship committee who has been tasked with with going out and, and getting our sponsors. And if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not uh, been talked to by somebody in the subcommittee, don't worry, they'll be knocking on your door soon. It's really the sponsors, the sponsorship that make this event the premier event it is today. As Craig said, the, the planning starts soon. But don't tell the, the subcommittee, but I've been spending a lot of time on these meetings really listening to, to see who's stepping up. So <laughs> starting in March, I think we're going to be planning the 2022 event. And Aaron, Walt, and myself will be picking out who's going to be the leaders of the subcommittees, who's going to be uh, my vice chair. That is so interesting. I love how you mention all the different people that are involved and the sponsorship committee and how important that is, you know, not just the content of the conference, but the sponsorships and how much the ERA actually relies on those to put on the event. So thank you for bringing that up. I am going to move on to my next question. It is, um, how do the speakers and content of this virtual conference differ or not differ from previous conferences? Brian, I'm going to actually have you start with that one again as well. Am I allowed to say it's going to be better? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> good. Really, the only adjustment we made was pivoting from a speakers and general sessions that you know, require a big stage that we focused on, on speakers, general sessions, and breakouts that can be done virtually. You know, one of the great examples, if you haven't listened or, or saw Kevin Brown's intro, I recommend it because it really says it all. It really sets the tone for the 2021 conference. You know, from a takeaway standpoint, in, in virtual meetings, virtual trainings, working from home is not going away. Our, our general sessions, breakouts, they're focused to adapt to these so we can you know, really get some good takeaways on those. And, and many of the sessions are focused on how we can be stronger together, just as our theme says. The breakouts, the general sessions are really going to set us up for, for future success. Thank you, Brian. Craig, what about you? How do you think the speakers and content of this conference will differ, or again, maybe not differ, from previous conferences? You know, every year the ERA conference features great speakers and content. This coming conference will continue to deliver top-rated speakers discussing timely topics, and our highly rated breakout sessions will have great content that will appeal to the reps, manufacturers, and distributors attending the conference. Now, although we'll, we will not be together at the AT&T Center this coming year, we have optimized the agenda and chosen a virtual platform to ensure that ERA continues to deliver the high-quality conference speakers and content everyone has come to expect. That is so great. Thank you very much. I have only one last question for you. What are you most excited for about this virtual conference? Craig, I'll have you uh, take that one. Yeah, boy, where to start on this one? 
It's very exciting that due to the lower cost of attending, we are expecting our members and guests to bring more of their employees. Our last conference had close to 400 attendees. We could possibly have six to 700 attendees in 2021. We are hearing that member firms are thinking about sponsoring registrations for manufacturers and local distributor personnel that have not been able to attend the past conferences. Also, having a uh, virtual conference platform for 2021 offers a lot of benefits to all attendees. All sessions will be recorded, allowing attendees the ability to view the keynote, general sessions, or breakout sessions again at a later time. Gold level sponsors and above will have virtual booths to promote their companies to other attendees using presentations, PDFs, videos, and other virtual meetings. The briefcase feature of the platform will give the attendees a convenient place to store presentations, materials from the ERA, authorized resources, and sponsor booths. So interesting. Thank you, Craig. Brian, what about you? What are you most excited for about this conference? It's a little selfish, but Catalyst purchased Unity Sales a few months ago, doubling our size. This virtual conference is going to allow me to, to, to bring more inside and outside salespeople to attend so they can learn the best practices, they can learn about the industry, they can get the same takeaways that I get every year. The other advantage that I see, all the breakouts, all the general sessions, the keynote, are all going to be recorded. So if you miss something or if you want to review it, any attendee can go back six months from now, you know, a year after the conference and, and listen and, and, and re-familiarize themselves with, with the content and the message. And lastly, the, the breakout sessions are all recorded. Every year, you know, after, you know, a break or after the conference, we talk and you always find, oh man, I wish I would have went to that breakout session or there's always one I missed. Uh, this year, we're not going to have that problem. If there's a breakout session you missed, you just go back to the recorder version and, and you'll be able to pick up on the content and the takeaways. That's what excites me about this virtual platform. I love how you both mentioned, you know, of course, we're going to miss meeting in person, but there's really a benefit that it is virtual this year and the lack of travel needed and that so many more of your colleagues, manufacturers, and others in the industry may be able to join. And of course, we hope they do. Again, I want to thank you, Aaron, Craig, and Brian for joining us on this podcast. I'm extremely excited for this conference. I can't wait to see everybody virtually. It was very interesting. And I know it's going to be a really interesting conference. So for those listening, be sure to check out ERA.org for more information on the 2021 ERA conference, other events, resources, and membership information. Chat soon. 